Hello and welcome everyone to episode 76 of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we reread and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How are you doing, Brandon? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, of course, Brandon Bovia, letterer of manga like Dragon Ball Super Kaiju number 8, and uh, I've got a new series to announce. Ooh. I'm working on... Uh, I got a new project in uh, Shonen Jump that'll be. If you're listening to this, it will be out. Uh, it comes out. It comes out the day after we're recording this. So. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be way long uh, after. But uh, it's called Blue Strawberry, and it's kind of like a, kind of like a dark, kind of almost like post-apocalypse Shonen action series about people kind of growing plants out of their limbs. <laughs> okay, interesting. So, <laughs> y- y- or not out of their limbs, just like out of their. Just like there's like a. A plant infection or something like that. Uh, my my editor described it as a bit of Tokyo Ghoul, and there's a little bit of Hell's Paradise, and uh, uh, my friends were kind of making Last of Us jokes with it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's kind of. <laughs> there's a bit of it. There's a bit of everything in that, but uh, I thought the the first chapter it was super sick. So uh, give that a read. You should have at least the first chapter available to read, and it'll be it'll be a big boy. Is it eighty pages? So. Oh wow, that is a big boy. I mean, yeah. the nice thing about the, the, the Shonen Jump app, even if you're not a subscriber, it's all the like the five most recent episode, uh, chapters are available for free it's, at all times. Uh, the first three and the last three. First three and the last three. Okay. So, yeah, if you just keep up with it, you can read the entire thing for free. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that that's sort of the, the cool thing with, you know, I think that's how they incentivize you to uh, get in on the ground floor with new series. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Technically, don't have to pay a dime, but of course, you know, <laughs> if you do pay a dime, that money does go back to me in some way. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's three bucks now for the Shonen Jump app, and you get that much manga. Yeah, it's I mean, still again not sponsored. It's just a good service. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> reading all of One Piece. For, I mean, I I doubt that you could read it all in a month, but if you were a madman uh, and wanted to do that, you could read the entire thing for three dollars. <laughs> that is a yeah when you put it that way (laughs) (laughs) just Uh, at the cost of your time and maybe a little bit of your sanity maybe maybe but you know speaking of sanity i I think uh oda is trying to be kind to us because with this set of chapters we're bringing things we're slowing down the pace a little bit because it's just been non-stop for a long time now and bad to worse to worse to worse (laughs) yeah it's time to take it easy uh everybody just got their butts kicked it's not looking great but cp9 is after frankie but we're mostly in flashback territory so let's get into that not quite yet but starting soon with chapter 351 club (laughs) i think that's how you pronounce it because holy crap uh yeah (laughs) oh german i assume i it seems like it because, yeah, where we left off was uh, Frankie ready to uh, dismantle the Mary helping out Usopp because they somehow became, <laughs> kind of became friends-ish. <laughs> yeah, weirdly. Weirdly. Frenemies. <laughs> and it, we basically get immediately into a de- debate because Usopp, you know, obviously does not want to let that happen. Uh, he's like, I'm not letting you near it. He's like, no. Uh, Frankie's like, that's not a ship anymore. And <laughs> that's that's when Frankie was uh, like, kind of explains his motives. What are you going to do after fixing that ship? If you were planning on throwing your life into the sea along with the ship, yeah, that's fine. I'll let you do it. But since you want to go home, yeah, I can't. I can't let you do that. 
you know, if it's suicide, I'm okay with it. But if it's not suicide, I can't let that yeah. happen. <laughs> it's kind of an, it's an interesting peek into Frankie's own uh, kind of sense of morality here. Where, <laughs> you know, like he was just, you know, like, yeah, hey, if you just want to, if you just want to die, like, <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. But I mean, the, the, the sort of like, in, in a way, it is kind of showing the respect that Frankie has for both Usopp and the ship to be like, I'm, if, if you're trying to go home, like, I'm, I'm not going to let you go on that ship. Like, you'll die. <laughs> oh, you definitely will die because he, as he says, the ship won't even make it to the next shore. Everything from skiffs to galleons share a common max, and I'll get you from this shore here to that shore there. If a ship can't fulfill that purpose, it isn't a ship. And he proceeds to rip off a side of the Mary. It's like, oh, God, this poor thing. I, it, it's sad to see it. it it's sad to see and then on the other hand it's like oh my god frankie you're just just the way he's able to just like hop up on it and then rip off a slice of it you're just like oh uh it's 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 terrible like you get where he's coming from but it's like very harsh to see yeah exactly but i think that's what usopp kind of needs to hear at this point yeah he tries to stop frankie and shoots his, his stuff at him it's like we know Usopp has no chance against Frankie. Right. But Frankie's also not really up for fighting him. And he finally, like, tosses him into water and forces Usopp to look at the damage and see yeah. that there's no helping the Mary. Yeah, and that, that panel, too, of him looking at it, uh, the Mary from underwater, it's, it's like it's like a whole page. It's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like... I, like the whole realization, just he's seeing it for himself. He's like, oh, yeah. Crying underwater as well. It's just like, oh. Yeah, that too. And he, he steps out. And the first thing he does is start trying to repair that section that got torn off. Like, he's still refusing. And you can just see sort of the eyes of a madman almost with him. when he's- Yeah, and that's like, God, you're kind of seeing Usopp like slowly lose it. And, and we've already, you know, kind of seen the signs the way that he was you know, trying to carry everything by himself and just, it's like, this is the one thing he has right now. And it's its like he's in too deep. Yeah, he threw uh, everything so away dedicated. for the ship and, to, and yeah. to admit that it that everybody else was right is too much of a, a blow to his pride. Yeah, yeah. Frankie just keeps arguing with him. It's like, you know, you saw it. A hull like that will fall apart little by little with every wave that hits it. If you think an amateur like you can hold it together, no, it's not going to happen. And Usopp snaps back at him. I don't care if you're right. I'm going to send you flying. I knew the Barry was done for. I knew all yeah. this all along, but I couldn't. I couldn't admit it. Yeah, which did make sense. And I feel like that really is kind of the almost like sunk cost fallacy of it all. Yeah, <laughs> of of what Usopp's going through. Of just you know he's. It really feels like he's he tried his best. And, you know, he he knew what he was in for, uh, but he's just the, the fact that he's been able to to try to keep going this far. I think is I don't know. It, it, it's 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 kind of touching. <laughs> it, it is. You can apply this to really a human in a, a way that you know you have this family member or friend that you're just desperate to keep alive and keep around and take care of them and wish them all the best. But at certain points in some with some people, it's just like there's nothing you can do. And yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. It's it's rough to see Usopp in this shape, to see the Mary in this in this shape. And we we actually 
get a revelation for something we've had a mystery about ever since Skypea. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we had just read it, I was like, oh, right. Yeah, they did kind of just <laughs> came and went. I guess yeah, the word it, it, it was just sort of this one off thing on a chapter in Skypea just seemed random as all get out. You never, never quite knew how to take it. And it's like, what is all this about? But uh, seeing that figure in the night fixing up the Mary and the hammering was sort of what confirmed to him that it's what it was done for, especially because there was apparently really lousy repairs. But it's, it's the, it was the mystery of like, how did the person who fixed the ship know what the Mary looked like originally to fix it? But he also heard this, these, these words in his mind, like if they have said directly or just imagined it or whatnot. And it's just this, these words saying, it's all right. I'll carry everyone a little bit farther. And he truly believed that was an incarnation of the of the Mary. Mm-hmm. God, <laughs> Usopp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just get more of the explanation. And he's like, yeah, you probably think I'm crazy. You don't even believe me. And Frankie is like, so you saw a guy with a wooden mallet and looked like a sailor, right? That's the Clobbertaman. Uh, and he's like, what? A legend passed down among sailors, a, sp- a sprite who lives only in ships that have been truly cared for and treated well. An incarnation of the ship that when when misfortune befalls the ship, he runs around and warns everyone. Uh, He says that that sometimes they say he saves sailors lives, but this is the first time he's ever heard of anyone who's actually seen this sprite before. It's a sign of the the ship being grateful to the crew. Which is, oh, oh, God. (laughs) It's like, yeah. Oh, God. Mary has a soul. (laughs) Yeah. That's basically what we got. We got confirmed is the Mary uh, has a soul is at least. At least at some point, it was somewhat sentient. <laughs> you know, I, I recently showed you a interview with Oda uh, that I just happened to stumble across. It was perfect timing for all this, where Oda said in the has said in interviews later that this was the point where he feared people might lose interest in One Piece because, right. as if this concept was too fantastical. Yeah, this concept was just too far beyond what anything they've established. And granted, there's been fans, some fanciful things, so it's very fascinating the the idea that the Mary has a soul, essentially, what might yeah. be too far for people. Yeah, it's it, I, 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 it's weird because when you think about it, like I mean, the ship is as much like a part of the crew as anybody else, and that has been a part of the crew longer than really most of the other characters in the series. Um, <laughs> Only the so first there four like, are there longer or in equal yeah, amount exactly. of time than Usopp. So yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like it, the Mary has just been a presence for since pretty much, you know, like the entire story. So I think, I, I don't know, like you, there's as much of connection to it, um, to the reader as like any other character, as far as I'm concerned. I, I, I think, that's the effectiveness of what Oda's accomplished here. Like he didn't think people would go with it. And I can tell you just even rereading it right now, it still hits. You feel for the Mary. Yeah. We've been talking about this entire time, all the, all the ways it's taken damage over the course of this series so far. And yeah. it's, I, I understand being worried, but I, it's, I, I totally understand why the fan base was like, no, we're down for this. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I guess it's like, not only the Mary specifically, but also like Usopp in particular caring for it. It really does feel like such a such a long play, honestly. Like mm-hmm. one one of the longer gambits that we've seen from Oda so far of kind of building this up over time, building up the damage that it takes, and 
you know, kind of building up that Usopp is the one who is, you know, taking the most care of it. Yeah. And the fact that it also built up Usopp in the meantime, Usopp still being a coward, but still trying to man up. But this is the thing that pushes him to actively try to fight people and not show himself being afraid. We've seen him yeah. very rarely be his cowardly self during Water 7 so far. Yeah, that's a... Uh, I hadn't thought about that, but that is kind of true. Like, he's kind of become much more assertive. And that really does just, like, show the connection that he and the, and the Mary share. And Frankie just sort of takes it all in and is just like, well, you, you knew the ship was at the limit and you still split from your crewmates. And Usopp's just like, I can't be rational about something like that. And I love yeah. the two girls <laughs> just like, guys are so stubborn and stupid. All yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did also want to point out um, before I move on to the next chapter that it is like, I mean, because uh, basically like the Club Alterman only really comes out like, you know, like, hey, like we don't have that much time left on the ship. So, you know, I'm going to I'm going to do the best I can. Uh, you know, to get you to the next island. But, like, they basically, like, most of that damage was, like, Alabasta and Jaya. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> so much. It was, <laughs> it was, like, that was, oh, oh, my goodness. Like, like the fact that all of that damage accrued in a relatively short amount of time. Yeah, it was it was really rough, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, like, the, uh, I felt like it was fine for the most part in the East Blue, and it was, like, the second they got to the Grand Line, the poor, poor thing just started falling apart. Yeah, as soon as Luffy ripped off the mast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they knocked off the headpiece when meeting Laboon. <laughs> like, it's like, yep. oh, God. Yeah. But yep. uh, things are about to not go well because CP9 has arrived. Yep. <laughs> Oh, goody. <laughs> yep. But yes, time for chapter 352, Tom's Workers, where it's been a while, but we've gotten a uh, two-page spread where it's um, chicken racing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Luffy's got a, he's got a spear for some reason. Yeah, honestly, he's looking a little like Wiper, <laughs> a little bit with the spear yeah, yeah, and the it. shirtlessness. <laughs> it's certainly something. Uh, Sanji's got a pitchfork. <laughs> It's it's an odd one. Yeah, it's fun, though. <laughs> of course, we get we get into the chapter and they're like, visitors. It's like, well, nobody knows what we're here except for, you know, the rest of the, the, the Frankie's crew. But why would they go another way to come from the ocean side instead of the upper, upper entrance? And they're like, maybe they brought the straw hats. It's like, oh, right. We were going to use them as bait. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Usopp's like, they're not they're not going to come. They're not my crewmates anymore. And they're so they're like, huh? So who is this? As the girls are like, all right, we're going to answer. We'll figure out what's going on here. And I like, I like this little debate. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie's just like, hey, go back to your crew. <laughs> it's like uh, too late. We haven't resolved the issue with the ship. So what's the resolve? You know, the ship won't sail. It makes things simpler. Leave her with me to, uh, and I'll dispose of it and you'll go. That way you don't have to worry about it. Since it's obviously going to bust you up to take it apart yourself, I'll do it for you. And Usopp's like, no, it's mm -hmm. my problem. Like, they're still arguing about this, even though they kind of understand each other. Yeah. It's still I really like Frankie's angles. point here uh, where he was like, you know, how would you feel if your stubbornness caused it to sink into the middle of the ocean with all of you on board? Like, do you, do you really want, like, the, the Mary is basically you know, trying to get you to safety and here, you know, you are insisting to put it in danger or, or to put you in danger with it. Mm -hmm. And I forgot about this, but Usopp also point put puts the same sort of analogy that I use. Like if you had a friend on his death, uh, on his deathbed, you'd just say, sorry, nothing I can do and leave. 
And it's like, yeah. it's, it's like you're changing the subject. It's no, it's that kind of situation. It's like, no, no I get it. It really it feels like a debate between friends, like they're <laughs> between a couple of drinks at a bar. Uh-huh. I, 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 I get the argument, but it also is like, oh, yeah, I mean, I see both their points. But yeah, exactly. I, I think Usopp, you know, you, you, I still believe, even at the time, that Usopp could totally return to the crew. Like, it hurts his pride. Yeah. I think he could totally manage it. He'd just have to just suck it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, hey, they're trying to get back Robin, who is, like, actively a criminal at this point. <laughs> actively like, trying to implicate them in assassination. <laughs> yeah, you think they wouldn't take Usopp back? Like, of course they would. But, yeah. of course, you know, Usopp would, at this point, with all the uh, thinking about all the uh, trouble he's caused, you know, he would have too much pride to say it. Yeah. Uh, to, to ask ask to be let back in. Yep. But enough about that, because uh, our two our two girls, Kiwi and Mozu, just got kicked through the door by Khalifa. Yeah, Khalifa just kicks one of them in the like in the neck. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's knowing what they can do. That's, that's too extra. Uh, let's hope they're alive. <laughs> yeah, Frankie's immediately set off. Is like, what are you guys doing here? And goes to fight Bluno. Uh, he's like, oh, that suit looks dumb on you. That what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's kind of got to get caught up a little bit, and it's funny that you mentioned like that. Uh, just like you know, oh god, I hope that they're still alive. Like, uh, Bluno goes in for the kill here with the with the uh, the finger gun or finger pistol, uh, and then uh, Lucci is the one who has to be like, no, 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 no. Like, we're not killing him yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because uh, bring it back a bit. At first, it seems like Frankie's like doing pretty well because he's holding up Bluno in the in the air, which is very impressive yeah. looking. But you honestly, see that yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like what's going on here and they're just like okay we got pigeon freak bluno the secretary and even the bumpkin some (laughs) sort of super group (laughs) yeah i mean it it is kind of fun like imagine kind of some guys you knew randomly around town and you were you know you were sort of friends with the guy from the bar but like the rest of them is like uh, you know whatever it's like now you're all dressed in suits and (laughs) beating up my girls and invading my secret place uh, the costume convention in town <laughs> and Lucci, as always has to be the one to talk this is only a cover we're secret agents give us the blueprints <laughs> yeah you're because your yeah. real name's cutty flam yeah you're tom's other apprentice you were supposed to die just give it up yeah <laughs> <laughs> and frankie's just well, doesn't even bite an eye at this he's like oh i love that he asks about iceberg first yeah. Rather, rather, rather than confirm anything that they're assuming, you know, he just asks, you know, is that idiot iceberg doing well? You know, we killed him. <laughs> oh, oh no. Yeah, yeah, and that that shakes him up. And that's when he remembers the Tom, Tom and the just like, yeah, from Tom to iceberg, from iceberg to you, you passed that thing down, and are, we finally found it. So hand over the blueprints for the Pluton, Frankie, and. Frankie, of course, immediately tries to fight back with his rocket punch and nope, does not do anything. He gets bashed into the back of the wall for his troubles and just yeah. not looking so good. And Usopp's immediately and he, like, he, oh, God, he he's fast. Blacks out. It's kind of wild seeing it from like you see it from uh, Frankie's perspective that he's just like his eyesight goes out. And then, you know, he's just, just Lucci's just too fast for him. Yeah. Takes him out in one go, which is I mean we saw him fight on even footing with Luffy earlier and he got taken yeah. out that easily. My god, these guys were holding back during that fight. Yeah, exactly. And, and even like you know Bluno was kind of 
you know, he was ready for the, you know, he had the finger pistol ready. But, like, uh, in terms of, like, hand-to-hand, I don't know if, if Bluno was using his uh, iron body or anything. But, like, it seems like he was kind of going blow for blow uh, yeah. for a second there. But, yeah, no, Lucci is just just completely <laughs> dominated. <laughs> completely overwhelming it all. But uh happens to be that Frankie got uh, punched through a wall that sh- uh, shows a drafting room where Cuddy Flam, Iceberg, and Tom are all, all, all shown. And Frankie actually stands up after that massive pu- uh, punch. And he's like, no, don't touch any of that. This is our memories. This is where we were raised. The shipbuilding company, Tom's Workers. The house where uh, how, the warehouse is falling up to pieces, but this is where the best shipbuilder in the world used to work. And we get we just end with a picture of our first look at Tom, who turns out to be a, Tom's fish, a fish man. man. Yeah. And we get to see uh, Kokoro. <laughs> Kokoro and uh, Yokozuna. From yeah, the, Yokozuna. Who, yeah, right at the start. Um, I'm just, I don't think, I'm going to point this out just for the people who know. Um, <laughs> but just look look at the tattoos on Tom. That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, okay. They have a they have a very similar shape to some other fishmen we might have seen earlier. Oh boy, boy, that is subtle. I didn't even pick up on that the first time, but now you pointed out. I, I didn't like, pick up oh, on that until right now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But as a, perhaps unsurprisingly, it's time for our flashback. <laughs> that definitely. It's like time to learn what this is all about. So let's get into chapter 353, The Legendary Shipwright. Well, we're not into the flashback exactly yet because we still got the storm building up on the, uh, around the city. I like how the, the sound effects have been getting bigger with the storm. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know why, but I get this like chill in the in, like down my back when I see those scenes. Just I can just imagine the wind howling and the, the waves crashing. It's like, jeez. Yeah. And and you could kind of I, I think the the even kind of the room sound effect is like like thunder coming in, mm-hmm. like so it really is fantastic like atmosphere. throughout yeah throughout this entire sequence it's I mean I feel like it's almost like storytelling one one at this point of just like you know using the weather in a way to like accentuate the emotion but the way that it it is kind of int- the weather is intensifying as the situation gets worse in Water Seven. Um, is it's just it's just really cool storytelling. Yeah, it, it's more subtle than most, where it's just like bad thing happens immediately, the weather changes. This has been a slow right. Event. Yeah, you would think you know, like oh, like a beloved character just died, and so you, you could probably think of like ten different anime off the top of your head where like it starts raining. Oh, easily. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely appreciate the the, the slow buildup in this case, and, and and that it is so like kind of plot relevant too. You know, it's not just oh, the weather's getting worse. It's like directly tied into the story of water seven yeah and they're still trying to figure out like where the blueprints are and they start threatening this special memories for him uh lucci begins kicking down desks and uh, when frankie tries to stop him oh we get that that thorn whip from califlaw and that's that just looks painful but when luffy breaks drafting tables it's okay but when luchi does it he's a jerk (laughs) (laughs) different context different context (laughs) yeah Uh, and that's when we learn that god again they seem that they just toss out the fact that they're secret agents all the time but they can back it up because it's like oh Yeah. yeah we don't really need an answer because we have a trump card it's been eight years, and uh, you've committed a crime, just like Tom did. Tom did, 
And that's when we start getting more of the flashbacks. It's like, no, Tom wasn't a criminal. And don't you don't talk don't talk like you would understand. And seeing even just the bits of flashback we get from the rest of these chapters, seeing these bits now is just make it hit makes it hit all the harder. Yeah. I mean by by the time I had read the flashback, I had already forgotten that Lucci was like, You committed a crime. <laughs> yeah. This is the road you're starting down and getting these flashbacks is like, Don't interfere, Frankie. It's just it's just like how well do you people even know Water Seven? And mm-hmm. Man, that's when we flash back 22 years ago, Water 7, and we get to see Frankie, age 12, which turns out he's 34. He's our age. Well, my age. Yeah. <laughs> Closer to my age. Yeah, a little a little older than me. Yeah, that's actually interesting. I, I I didn't put two and two together there. but It's interesting to have these older characters when Frankie doesn't feel like an older character, you know? Yeah, I mean, he he, he, he acts in a very similar way to Luffy, despite being, you know, like over, over 10 years older than, than him. Yeah. Um, one detail, I forget if the manga itself has actually brought this up and... Uh, they they mention in kind of like a little bit of throwaway dialogue here. Uh, I think maybe at least a little later on, like later on in the set of chapters in the flashback, where they mention that like the the great age of piracy had like just started. Yes, I think they do mention yeah. it at one point. I forget where, yeah. but uh, yeah, I think it is more. It is more or less that that was twenty years ago when Roger got executed. I just I, I don't remember if that got brought up before. I yeah, I don't know if it gets brought up before, but I think it does get brought up during this set based yeah. on events that we'll see. But first, got to start out crazy as a as twelve year old Frankie has built a ship and is trying to take on a centipedish sea beast. Yeah, it looks horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 very scary. It does not go well, and for his troubles, he gets bumped on the head by iceberg at age sixteen. I'm and... surprised that the only injury he sustained, <laughs> <laughs> right? Is like you're supposed to be helping Mr. Tom, not building these rattle traps. And it's, it's we get sort of this rivalry between the two. It's like, shut up, you're stupid, Berg. And these are my precious yeah. battleships, Battle Frankies. I don't know why that. I, there must be something to the Japanese for that. Why it's called Battle Frankie or something like that? Because I, I don't know. Oh, you know that's a good point, actually. So, yeah, uh, there's a little a little bit of that. I think I'll point out later. But yeah, the battle Frankie thing, I'm not sure where that comes from. Okay. Yeah, since he's not calling himself Frankie at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, huh? I'll I'll have to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> if Iceberg wants him to get rid of all this stuff, while Frankie is like, it's a scrap heap island. I just want to build what I want to build, and I want to build a weapon that'll a, a ship that'll beat a Neptunian. I love the detail, by the way, like on Scrap Heap Island, like this. It really, it almost feels like a, <laughs> like kind of sci-fi-ish almost. It's just like the amounts of just like metal and technology that's lying around here. Like it could be, I don't know. It could feel like something out of like a cyberpunk anime where you're just like, oh yeah, this is the junkyard where all the all the scrap metal is. Yeah. And then we get the, like a truly impressive display from Tom. Yeah, this is rad. I forgot this is how <laughs> when you first see him. Like he he comes in with a fully completed ship. Says, you know, says his, basically his catchphrase, as we'll learn, real men do it with a boom, tosses yep. up a full of a ship. Then the three masts that go into the ship, they go perfectly in place and land, bam, right in the water, all set to go. Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> what a, just a, just a complete mountain of a man. <laughs> I, I'm like, wow, that's. Yeah, I, 
I, I forgot how awesome Tom is. Like, I, I remember, for the most part, his, like, what his role in the story is. But just, his, his personality is just so, like, he, he's just, just like a cozy old man. You know, he's <laughs> got, got, I mean, he's rocking the dad bod. Like, he's got big dad energy. Oh, yeah. Definitely a dad bod where he's, there's very little to, like, anything under the belt. But <laughs> above the belt, yeah. he's just all there is to it. Uh, but he's a longhorned cowfish fishman. So... I guess that's pretty powerful. But then, of course, there can't be any freaking random thing for no reason in in One Piece. Yokozuna returns from the very beginning of Water 7, the frog that was challenging the train, which itself is very interesting because he's, he's Tom's pet. Yet he's challenging what we see, we'll see by the end of the set of chapters, the Tom's life's work. Yeah, and... The, the fact that, like, uh, even, you know, seeing, like, Kokoro was basically, like, just down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When when uh, the Straw Hats first encountered Yokozuna. So it feels, it, it does feel very, like, and that's just some of my favorite thing about One Piece with the the way that Oda tells his stories and the way that he's kind of doling out information to you slowly over time. It's like these characters in this world always, it exists outside of, like, the purview of the Straw Hats. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, like, you, you can sort of, you get bits and pieces of what, like, existing relationships were like. And it just makes it kind of fascinating to watch. It just see unfold yeah. each time. You never quite know how all these elements are going to tie together. But exactly, you never doubt that the, you, it comes to a point where you just have to not doubt that these are just throwaway things. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> Very little is throwaway about this world. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You know, Tom is actually taking an interest in Frankie's battleships. It's like, ah, it's number eight. He's like, ah, that's cool. That's cool. And uh, he's like, I was so close. Like, Frankie's really excited to tell Tom about all of this. Meanwhile, Iceberg's yeah. still giving him heck for it because he's like, uh, you know, you're moron key. We got uh, idiot Berg and moron key. <laughs> because, <laughs> and Iceberg is very against the fact that uh, Frank, uh, Frankie just makes weapons. But that's when, yeah, Kokoro comes in. Uh, I love this beautiful secretary in quotes. Beautiful secretary. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, she certainly has a better figure at this point. But, the I mean, face but her, is... her face being the exact same is so funny to me. I know. It's such a, it's such a good uh, reveal. It's just like, that's, that's just how she looks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they start talking about the state of things at Water 7 where, you know, we got lumber coming into the city, but they were attacked by pirates. And, you know, the amount of pirates is growing remarkably because the pirate king was executed so it has it really started the, i forget exactly how long ago it's how long it's been going up that by now but it's you know the age of pirates has truly begun and they just sort of break down the affairs it's that uh the Aklaguna floods the city uh has to get its timber has to get its timber from uh, and iron from other islands but because of the dangerous seas and the pirates the trade is just getting completely uh, hindered and we get to see a very different water seven because we see brawls breaking out yeah. in, in, in water seven because the shipyards are stealing from each other stealing each other's customers starting fights losing their jobs and we see the the fish coming up to the water because the, the city is sinking it's a, such an interesting contrast no, knowing now like like the reader knows what water seven is like now and it's like this huge you know prosperous metropolis um, yeah and so it's interesting that there was such a time where you know, it was uh, 
I don't know, basically, you know, almost something like Rogue Town almost. <laughs> yeah. And we, we see that, you know, we know that Iceberg is the one that somehow brought them all together. Yeah. I was just about to say that. So it's, it's an interesting place to start from for this flashback uh, to see where mm-hmm. we're going to end up. And that's when we get the reveal that, man, we keep meeting these, uh, not crew members in this case, but we the reveal that Tom is the one who built Gold Roger's ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, I guess, something you wouldn't ever really think about, right? I mean, I guess I don't say it right here. Uh, the, just the awesomest pirate ship ever. I guess yeah. you can I, sort of suspect at that point, but yeah. Yeah. But we do get that confirmed, so I don't feel too bad about that. With yeah, you. yeah, it was, it was it's on the, like the next page. <laughs> yeah. But instead, he's yeah. building something else. He's, he's cooking something. <laughs> yeah, I like this idea from Tom. It's like, there's no such thing as blueprints for a pirate ship. If the sailors who board that ship uh, run up the skull and crossbones, then it's a pirate ship. But if they fly a seagull flag, it's a navy ship. So build whatever you want, but just remember, they do it with pride, that boom, over the ships yeah. they've built. And... We see that late into the night, he's building this island's last hope because he wants to get it, allow it to get a new lease on life. That's so interesting. Like it's a yeah. good viewpoint. We'll get into this um, probably a little bit later, but like, um, and we'll see bits and pieces of, pieces of it. But it's interesting to me the kind of relationship and sort of like the worldview uh, that Tom has with both um, the navy and pirates. Like, like he's kind of you know he's just a shipbuilder, so he doesn't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I think the way that he views both pirates and the Navy and like sort of the way that he conducts himself around them is just, you know, he, it, it feels very uh, almost lackadaisical or he's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just want to build the things I want to build. And, you know, yeah, you know, it's a it's a pride thing. It's like I want to do the best I can. Doesn't matter what they want to use it for. But then we get the arrival of a judicial ship, which is basically a floating courthouse here for Tom because, you know, he might see it that way. They don't because he was the one who built the Oro Jackson, the name of uh, <laughs> the name of Gold Rogers ship. What a name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that makes you an accomplice. So you're going to be conveyed to Enos Lobby and executed. It's like, oh, well. I do want to point out um, the interesting thing that I guess when you think about the way that the story and the way that the characters talk about Gold Roger makes it feel like some kind of like legendary thing that happened in the past. But the fact that it was just like 20 years ago, <laughs> I think that makes it just the right amount of time where it was a while ago, but a lot of folks from that era and, and even from before are like still alive. So. Mm-hmm. We are now getting kind of a glimpse into like, here's a character who was like, yeah, he just built a ship. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like it's no big deal. It feels legendary in that way. And I, I, I like I mean, I guess I can compare it to the new trilogy of Star Wars, specifically episode seven, where it's like to them, it's these these it's these legends and it feels long ago. But it's you know only 20 years or so for these these new characters. Right, yeah. So it's same sort of idea. Yeah. Where it feels like the the, the legacy of what happened is. It's still a little fresh, right? Yeah. Like, to, to anybody bored after, like, to somebody like, what, Luffy's, what, like, 18? Yeah. 17 like, at this point? S- yeah, 17 or 18, I forget which. Yeah, so, like, that all happened before he was born. So, yeah, as far as Luffy's concerned, it might as well be ancient history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I think I think what I'm getting at is that, like, you can still feel the effects in the story. It doesn't feel like, oh, this was so long ago that it's not relevant to anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you are. Uh, we do have an SBS, and of course, um, 
they talked about like, oh yeah, uh, Nami is uh, talking uh, talking about Nami got curvier. So what's her new measurements? And also, what's Robin's measurements? And of course, got to send out Sanji in order to get that, get all of that. But um, okay. <laughs> well, uh, I do two things. I do want to point out is even though it's, you know, it's kind of a dumb joke, uh, but like Sanji gets all of this information from his scope. So <laughs> just from eyesight basically <laughs> he's able to come up with these numbers uh, but also robin's six two good lord <laughs> is it, it oh my gosh it is six two i thought that was it might be like in uh, yeah no it has to be six two my yeah she is uh super tall <laughs> taller than Man, me a tall queen yeah <laughs> and wow. then of, of course you know nami wax sanji for you know you don't have to publish everything <laughs> of course not well, let's get the chapter 354 C train. And yeah, Tom's going to get executed for building a uh, Gold Rogers ship. And even the judge is like, eh, normally a shipwright can sell his ship to whoever he pleases without the sale being a crime. But the Pirate King's an exception. So isn't that kind of that's nonsense? <laughs> yeah, no, that's some crap. That's some crap. yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> normally it's okay but because he was the pirate king you don't get a pass that is yeah and it's like wow you you need to die like um i didn't know (laughs) yeah we don't know the uh, circumstance of that he's just some dude came to me wanting a ship and i said okay i didn't know what he was gonna become yeah yeah that that's the thing like i was trying to figure out a way to word this without revealing too much okay i i think i got like obviously like Gold Roger became the king of the pirates because he circumvented the Grand Line. Like, and so the ship was already built. Yeah. So it's not like I built a ship for somebody who is currently the king of the pirates. It's like you're getting uh, this is a statue of limitations, like <laughs> something. I, I, I don't know. But Tom says in response to that is, you know, even though the fact that there's like, OK, kill him. He's like, yeah. no, <laughs> I, I'm designing a steam engine paddle ship that will run across the ocean on rails. And they're like, what are you saying? This island is dying and the lack of trade is to blame because uh, and plus the the locals are living in fear of the island sinking. This sea train route will open trade and lift spirits, spirits and save Water 7. And this actually gets the judge attention, judge's attention. He's like, wait a second, a sea train? Yes, it'll run on ocean w- rails and will carry passenger f- passengers' freights and boats and won't be dependent on the weather so anybody can cross the sea freely. And everybody else is like, what are you talking about? This, 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 this is impossible. What about t- Neptunians and the Aqua Laguna tides? Everything will be uh, it, be sunk, and we get a kind of a breakdown of how the puffing tom works. Yeah, because we hadn't actually gotten this explained yet, really. The sea train only uses the rails as a guide, as though it's pulling itself along a rope, so it won't need a log either. The mechanism that will fit between the rails and the paddles and give off a discordant sound that drive away the fish when the train passes, and this makes sense because he's a fish man. So of course yeah. he knows that sound and can see it in action. That makes sense. And the, the the route will connect us to the islands of St. Poplar, Pucci, and San Faldo. And we'll be able to develop all the island's trade and industry if we do that. Which starts, you can see the hope getting done there. And he's like, the blueprint's almost done, but building it isn't a task for any old ship, shipwright. And the judge immediately asks, like, could you run into <laughs> Enos lobbies? Yes, I can. And yeah. that immediately catches <laughs> well, their kinda, attention. Is it, what, what's in it for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, this thing, this sea train is the hope of Water 7. And the judge is like, okay, 
How long? 10 years. Build it. <laughs> it's like stay of <laughs> execution for 10 years so you can develop the sea train project. Yeah. Well, and I love uh, on the next page, he's just, you know, he's laughing it off. I survived. <laughs> <laughs> Talk my way out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Kokoro is like, oh, I thought you were really going to die there. It's like, it's like, nah, it's all right. If all goes well, it looks as they'll, they'll forget the, forget about the Roger incident. So it's fine. And, uh, <laughs> It, it's interesting to, though because uh, Iceberg is like all four. It's like ah, they bowled everyone over. This is this is great. But Frankie is actually kind of upset by this. It's also interesting. He's already going by Frankie here. I forget where he changes from Cuddy Flam to Frankie. I, I know they say yeah. it at some point, hmm. but they do say it. Although maybe it's like a nickname at this point. It could be that. Yeah. But Frankie's actually upset by the whole situation because Gold Roger's ship, as you said, circled the Grand Line. It's the only ship of its kind in the whole world. It's amazing, and Tom built it, so why does he have to be executed for it? All these people were acting like it was natural when they couldn't even build a raft. Frankie even shouts out the reason that they're stuck on with all this scrap is because the townspeople chased him here because of Roger's ship. And why should the best ship right in the world have to put up with stuff like like this? Like he he looks up to Tom that much that he he yep. sees this injustice and just can't understand it. I I think going back to what Tom said earlier about just like you know like you got to build ships with pride, you know like it mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't matter like who it's for you know it's you have to have uh, pride in the things that you build and I think that really that is why you know the fact that like he's become infamous for uh building roger's ship and it, it he just it doesn't really care <laughs> no he just because, laughs you know, it off which pisses yeah off he's proud of the more. things that he made yeah <laughs> yeah i also love this subtle thing that we get an explanation for why yokozuna does the the i forget the breaststroke or whatever it is it's because yeah. frankie taught him yeah <laughs> doesn't say a word about it just yeah. nope frankie it's a him. cute little panel <laughs> <laughs> iceberg's like Get rid of him. He's 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 an idiot. Get rid of him. Yeah. And Fran- Tom's like, nope. He's a coworker. We build ships together. He's got a big mouth, and the things he builds are shaky. But he's already a better shipwright than half the workers on this island. Which is high praise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we get a bit more of Frankie's backstory because a ten-year-old b- built a cannon out of rubbish and asked to be taken in because he got thrown out. His parents actually tossed him overboard because he's unmanageable brat. Wow! And they I, actually, to be I forgot themselves. that detail. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, that's that's yeah. a tragic backstory on its own. But it doesn't seem like he cares. He's like, despite all this, Frankie doesn't seem to care. He just wants to build his stuff, which I, I think kind of makes him similar to Tom in that respect. Yeah, a little bit. Tom truly believes that both Iceberg and Frankie will become shipbuilders of renown, something that was known worldwide. They're going to uh, start working on the train, and Iceberg doesn't think Frankie will help. It's like, eh, he's free to do what he wants. So he's a he's a very kind teacher when it comes to this sort of thing. Yeah. I know One Piece is all, like, full of found families, but this found family in particular, really, it, it just warms the heart. <laughs> There's something so, like, actively antagonistic about it, but... <laughs> like that that's what makes the kind of the heartwarming stuff hit all the harder mm-hmm. like they're like they're constantly fighting like they're the, the tom and iceberg are actively working on this whole project while frankie is still building his well his battle frankie number nine and yeah. still eating together laughing making tar like we get to see the process and i i, I kind of love it when we have panels like this where it's just yeah there's just all god there's four pages dedicated to them building the sea train 
Yeah. And you, Frankie even actively helps out with it. Like, it's not like he yeah. didn't do anything. And uh, we, we see the trials and errors as we see the train capsizing at first and blowing up and yeah. uh, <laughs> still figuring out how the heck to get this to work. I don't know. It's just something cool about it all. And yeah, you're, you're seeing the passage of time and just like even that last panel where it's like covered in snow and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And after that whole set of panels, it's been 10 years and it's it's just gotten worse for Water 7 in that amount of time. Even the like a president of the number four shipboarding company tried to kill himself because of an accident last month. There was no materials and lost 50 men to sea because, you know, they just couldn't get get them. Like it is it seems truly hopeless because of just the pirates and the weather. But they finally completed the sea train. And it's time for its trial run, and there's Kokoro in her in her outfit, ready yeah. to <laughs> take a bo- take it all ready to go. And we get to see the puffing Tom as everybody rides, and they're crying as they're all <laughs> scuffed up, bandaged up, yep. cheering like crazy. But and they just finally that, that shot of it. that shot of the sea train like across the ocean is just beautiful too. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Like it's it's yeah. It's, it, it's one so, of those hopeful chapter, chapters. Like ah. It really is. And, and I think one, one uh, you could basically say, like, like Tom basically saved Water 7's like, entire economy. But knowing what we know now about like uh, what Iceberg's role in it was and you know kind of how he brought everything together, it, it really feels like he's kind of like carrying on Tom's legacy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, he, it's, 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 it makes sense why Iceberg is so respected now. Yeah, for sure. Well, time for our last chapter of this set, this set uh, for this set, 355, Spandom. And, uh, well, things are at their best, but this is a One Piece flashback. Things are about to yeah. go terrible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Basically, it's explained that Tom had that 10 year stay of execution. But they completed the remaining three tracks over the next four years. So it's actually been 14 years since that whole execution was supposed to happen. And the trade is starting to happen much more and more. But there's still some quibbles here and there. As we try, yeah. like we, the bargaining is not really the best. But they're trying to, it, it definitely feels like things are improving. Yep. And then Tom's like, eh, humans are resilient. It, it won't come right away, but eventually we'll all be uh, set to go and all good. And then it's time for the government to show up. Yep. Which I, I forgot how funny this intro was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, I'd like to have a talk with you. And then this, this fandom from Cypher Pole 5, Chief Officer, gets shot by Frankie's Battle Frankie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, oh, don't know who that was, but my victory salute hit him <laughs> because <laughs> we even get Frankie's whole thing now. He's like, ah, super like this is him around the same age as like Luffy and them uh, just about but still older, I guess, closer to uh, getting a little closer to Robin's age. But yeah. uh, he's actually able to use the Battle Frankie 35 to bag a Neptunian and it's huge. Like, yeah, and he's like, yeah, he got one. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually, I didn't notice how big it was. I don't think I uh, properly took that in while I was reading these chapters. But yeah, yeah. You just, it's got to be a hundred meters long. <laughs> like it is, it's, it's comes across as silly, but it actually is like impressive how good his weapons are, which explains yeah. the, the, the cyborgness later of like why he's so powerful that, but we'll get, you know, we're not going to get to that here, but we'll definitely get to that. Yeah. And well, I like, um, 
Iceberg kind of takes a second to break it down for him here, where, you know, he's like, like, hey, you just killed a Neptunian. Like, <laughs> you know, that is a lot of firepower. Uh, and so, like, if you're just going to, like, let all these sit here, like, you know, that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, we can see Iceberg's anti-weapon stance right from the get-go. And, you know, we get Frankie's whole idea, which is kind of similar to Tom's, is like, I just want to build these things. It's not my fault, whatever gets what they whatever they get used for. I'm not I'm not using them to attack people. It's fine. And that's just like, no, you're making weapons that can hurt people. This shouldn't happen in the first place. Yeah. The, the way that, you know, he's talking about like, it, it's, you know, it's your responsibility. Like you, you built it. You're bringing these into existence. So you you have a responsibility for them. And that feels oddly like the ancient weapon. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense why Iceberg is like that. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. That. When Tom sees them, he's like, oh, you're from the government. Is this about the trial? And Spandam's like, I don't know anything about a trial. But I love this bit where Spandam is just completely like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> For being an intelligence officer, he doesn't officer. He doesn't seem on the ball that much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I love this like intimidating, but very goofy looking troop of like goons and suits he's got with him, too. Mm-hmm. And even Spandam trying to intimidate Tom where he's like has to stand on a table in order to tell, grab him by the shirt. Oh, I just noticed that. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. it's How how do you interrogate like uh, uh, just like uh, the massive uh, unit of a man like Tom? <laughs> and, and, and Spandam just has like feels like he knows all this stuff, but he doesn't. He's like. I'll tear this place apart to find it. Oh, do you have a warrant? I don't need a warrant because I know about your past. You're a criminal conspirator. Uh, you'll let a search or you'll, we'll turn you into the government. Oh, the government already knows. What? Why are yeah. they let you work as a shipwright? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that he's like, you should have been arrested. He's like, you investigate it later. <laughs> That's your fault for not being on the ball. <laughs> mm. And Spandam's at a bar and the, the barkeep is like, Oh, yeah, Tom's fulfilled his pr- promise to the judicial ship, and they'll probably pardon his crime at the trial in three days. He's a great man. And uh, he's, Spanish is like, he was mixed up with Roger, and they're still letting him, like, go? What What the heck? That's, I don't guess we get a, I don't know if this is a flashback or if the, with for that for Spandam or just, just happened at around the same time, or I don't know, but. Uh, I, I think it's a flashback for Spandam, because he's, he's reflecting on, basically getting the okay from the five elders to investigate yeah yeah essentially we should have the this blueprint for ourselves. that way that doesn't fall into the hands of the pirates that's his yeah basic thing also uh, again i have to i have to point this out i'm sorry if you're caught up with the manga the scene's very funny <laughs> oh really oh, God. yeah <laughs> i don't even know why but these mm-hmm. yeah Oh, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, we'll get there. I don't I don't know what's up with these five elders beyond them just being in control. I like how they're not fully convinced. It's like, he does have a point, but all right, if you can get him, you know, well, then we'll talk about how to use them. We're putting you in charge and just like, yeah, let's see what you can and do. As much as the aggressiveness to which the government is going after these blueprints and you'd be like, yeah, you know, they probably shouldn't have it. But it is it makes sense that they would be like, uh, we shouldn't let the pirates have this either right <laughs> yeah spandam just constantly being shown to be a bit of a fool because he knocks paint on his head and it's just yeah doesn't seem to be in great shape but it's also around yeah. this time that tom calls them in and shows them the plans for the pluton and, and they're both just amazed like why would it 
I love that Iceberg's like, why would anyone build this? And Frankie's like, can humans actually build this? <laughs> right, like, we should build it. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie's all about that. And, you know, he's like, no, we cannot let this come into the world. And Tom's like, yeah, you're right. The world would be destroyed. So it's it, up it's, to you two. I still don't know what Pluton is. So the, the fact that, like, just even kind of from the outset, like just one look at this thing, and you know, Tom's like, "Yeah, the world would be destroyed." Like, what is this thing? <laughs> right. It's, it's hard to say, but even more intriguing, we get the wanted poster for Robin. Yeah, that and uh, that that just sort of like that's how the scene ends, and it's just like, oh, like so that I mean, that's probably how Iceberg, you know, has it. But like, what what does Tom do with it? Or, uh, I guess like, oh, that, that's the thing. Like, we're getting it, so many answers, but so many more questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And, well, three days pass, and it's time for the day of the judgment. And uh, Frankie's forced to put on pants. <laughs> 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 and uh, Frankie still holds that belief. It's like, uh, we're celebrating just because some idiots declared the boss innocent when he was innocent to begin with. <laughs> time to go up and get judged and even the judge is like uh very cordial it's like yes i've written it it's material it's a it's brilliant i i i don't think anybody will have any complaints about him being pardoned and it's just very nice very nice yeah and then of course the the, the, something explodes on the ship itself an attack on the judicial ship from uh apparently uh pirates and they think yeah they think it's pirates yeah and then we see that it's actually a fleet of Frankie's Battle Frankie's. Yep. Uh, I mean, <laughs> all it took was one chapter for Iceberg to go, you know, like, hey, man, maybe don't leave those lying around to, uh, you know, oh, no, it's the consequences of my actions. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's getting attacked. Frankie's like, who's using my ships? And it's like, oh, no. We know it can't be Frankie, but what is up with this? And even Tom's like, was it, was it the pirates or the government? Mm-hmm. And uh, they're working to go stop them. And, of course, Spandam's the one behind it. Up to no good. Yep. I do really like... Well, obviously, th- obviously this is horrible. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. Um, but, but sort of, I think, tying the story of the ancient weapon to the story of, like, Frankie himself building weapons and him kind of having to learn what the like the having to kind of deal with the weight of the responsibility of like again it's like what what Iceberg said like you brought these into the world you're responsible for them like you know tying that all into it, it feels like a microcosm almost of like this is not this is sort of equivalent to what the danger that Pluton would bring if they were to build it Yes. Yes. And it, or it's like it's like a similar example, basically. Mm-hmm. You might have built it just because you wanted to see if you could build it, but it, you know this is still something that's extremely dangerous and you shouldn't be built. Um, yeah. It's, it's, I wonder how Oda feels about nuclear weapons. <laughs> Gee, I wonder. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's an interesting conundrum. It it really is. I think you know. I thought this honestly would be a, one of our shorter ones, but no, this ended up being long because there's some, just something yeah. meaty about that whole thought process. It's a great flashback, and we're not even done with it. I don't remember how long it goes for. I, I feel it feels like we might wrap up next week. I'm genuinely unsure. I think um, we will wrap up next week. I just yeah. I, it doesn't feel like, from my memories, that there's that much left to cover. Yeah, um, 
but yeah, it's not not looking so good. We know these trip flashbacks work. They're they're never <laughs> they're, they're never happy endings. Yeah, I, if you're a One Piece character and you have like a beloved childhood hero uh, in your flashback, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Friend My condolences or anything like that. Yeah, good luck. Uh, <laughs> try not try to not look up to people as a kid <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see how that all goes uh next time because with that i believe we've said all we've wanted to say about chapters 351 to 355 of one piece thank you so much for listening and you can find more of my ramblings and stream vods over at bitnerd games on youtube or bitnerd with an underscore at the end on twitter and brandon where can everyone find you at i'm at brinabovia on twitter uh again for as long as that website continues to exist who knows? uh yeah <laughs> could be three months could be three years who knows uh but uh, you know of course talking about uh anime manga games is my job uh like i said at the top of the show i uh got a new shonen jump series that should be out by the time you're listening to this so uh and go look up uh blue strawberry uh i think it should be a pretty good time having having only uh seen chapter one uh and, and finished chapter one at this point but i think it's uh a darn good introduction. There you go. And if you'd like to help us out more, you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash Derek Bittner. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-B-I-T-N-E-R to listen to the next episode three days early. And make sure to return next time as we discuss chapters 356 to 360 of One Piece. Until then, my friends. Bye. Remember to take life one piece at a time. This once great island has lost its gusto. Our trade is not what it used to be. People have lost hope. Water 7 is slowly sinking away. Every day, our hardworking citizens are filled with worry. I can lift their spirits. I will, by building our good people a sea train. <laughs>